This is an adult education podcast of Lanier Technical College. If you are a lawful resident of the state of Georgia and are interested in more free lessons to improve your English or prepare for your high school equivalency diploma, such as the GED or HiSET, please visit our website, www.laniertech.edu. Click on Adult Education and follow the instructions. And now for our lesson. Hello and welcome to our podcast. Today's episode is on reading comprehension and point of view. In this episode, we will look at understanding an author's point of view and how they acknowledge and respond to conflicting evidence or viewpoints. By the end of this episode, you will be able to identify an author's perspective, analyze how they acknowledge differing viewpoints, and evaluate their responses to conflicting evidence. Hey there, curious minds. Ever wondered how authors express their thoughts and respond to different ideas in their writing? Today we're diving into an exciting world where we explore an author's point of view and how they deal with conflicting evidence or viewpoints in their text. Think of it like putting on detective hats to uncover the hidden messages and intentions behind what we read. Get ready to unravel the mysteries of an author's perspective and discover how they navigate through different opinions in their writing. Understanding an author's perspective and evaluating their response to contradictory evidence involves several strategies. Number one, identify the author's bias. Recognize the author's potential biases, beliefs, and affiliations that might influence their viewpoint. Consider the author's background, expertise, and any potential conflicts of interest. Number two, examine the evidence. Assess the evidence presented by the author. Look for reliable sources, data, citations, and their relevance to the argument. Analyze whether the evidence is comprehensive and representative or selective and biased. Number three, consider counterarguments. Pay attention to how the author addresses contradictory evidence. Evaluate whether they acknowledge opposing viewpoints, provide a logical rebuttal, or dismiss conflicting evidence without sufficient reasoning. Number four, evaluate tone and language. Analyze the author's tone and language. Consider whether the tone is objective, persuasive, inflammatory, or biased. Look for loaded language, emotional appeals, or attempts to discredit opposing viewpoints through rhetoric. Number five, Check for logical fallacies. Be mindful of logical fallacies in the author's argumentation. Common fallacies include ad hominem attacks, strawman arguments, cherry-picking data, and appeals to emotion or authority. Number six, cross-reference information. Verify the claims made by the author through multiple sources. Check whether reputable sources or experts support the author's claims or contradict them. Number seven, examine conclusion and implications. Evaluate the author's conclusion and its implications. Determine if the conclusion aligns with the presented evidence or if it's speculative, biased, or overly simplified. And number eight, be critical and open-minded. 
Maintain a critical mindset while assessing the author's perspective. Be open to reconsidering your own beliefs and opinions based on the evaluation of evidence and reasoning presented by the author. Now, let's first look at some specific key elements on understanding an author's point of view and their response to additional information or evidence. First, author's point of view. The author's perspective or attitude toward a subject as conveyed through their writing. This may include their unique stance, beliefs, or attitude and will affect how they present a story or information. Example, in To Kill a Mockingbird, Harper Lee's sympathetic portrayal of Atticus Finch reflects her viewpoint on social justice and racial equality. Number two, purpose in a text. The reason behind the author's writing, which could be to inform, persuade, entertain, or express a particular viewpoint. Remember that a purpose in a text is the author's reason for writing. Whether it is to inform, persuade, entertain, or express a particular viewpoint. Example, George Orwell's Animal Farm serves the purpose of critiquing the Russian Revolution and exploring the dangers of totalitarianism. Number three, acknowledgement of conflicting evidence or viewpoints. When authors recognize and present different perspectives, arguments, or evidence on a given topic, authors acknowledge conflicting evidence or viewpoints by presenting different sides of an argument or showcasing diverse opinions on a topic within their work. Example, in the debate on climate change, an author might acknowledge both scientific evidence supporting human-caused global warming and arguments from skeptics questioning its extent or causes. Number four, analyzing author's response to conflicting evidence. Assessing how an author addresses contradictory viewpoints or evidence presented within their work. This involves assessing how an author deals with contradictory viewpoints or evidence presented within their work whether by refuting, accommodating, or meshing different perspectives together. Example, in an opinion piece discussing healthcare reform, an author might counter opposing arguments by providing supporting data or addressing counterclaims. Number five, interpretation of conflicting viewpoints. Understanding and evaluating different perspectives within a text and considering how they interact or contradict each other. That is to say, this is the process of understanding and evaluating different perspectives within a text and thinking about how they work together or cross each other out. Example, in a philosophical text, conflicting viewpoints on ethics might be presented to encourage critical thinking and debate among readers. Now, let's look at a passage. Listen carefully, because at the end, there will be questions related to point of view. In the kingdom of Lumina, nestled between majestic mountains and shimmering lakes, there existed a profound divide among its people. The city dwellers hailed the monarchy, praising its benevolence and stability, while those from the rural outskirts advocated for a democratic council, craving representation and autonomy. The kingdom's history had been painted with tales of unity and progress, yet the scars of dissent lingered beneath the surface. 
Amid this divide stood two protagonists with very different beliefs. Princess Alara, heir to the throne, held steadfast to the traditions and values of the monarchy, advocating for continuity and the preservation of heritage. On the other side, Elias, a young scholar from the outskirts, championed the cause of change, urging for inclusivity and the empowerment of all citizens. The kingdom's fate hung in the balance as the tension between the two factions intensified. Whispers of an impending conflict echoed through the streets, each side entrenched in their convictions, reluctant to yield. But within the heart of Lumina, a glimmer of hope shimmered. As Elara and Elias, drawn together by a shared desire for harmony, contemplated the possibility of bridging the chasm that threatened to tear their beloved kingdom apart. Now listen to the questions below and answer them to the best of your ability. Number one, how does the passage reflect the author's viewpoint on the division within the kingdom of Lumina? How does the passage reflect the author's viewpoint on the division within the kingdom of Lumina? Your answer is that the passage presents a nuanced portrayal of conflicting ideologies within the kingdom, indicating the author's emphasis on the complexity and the significance of divergence beliefs among its people. What might be the purpose behind introducing Princess Alara and Elias as the protagonists with differing perspectives? What might be the purpose between introducing Princess Alara and Elias as protagonists with differing perspectives? Your answer may be, the purpose could be to explore the clash between tradition and progress, highlighting the struggle for unity and the potential for reconciliation amidst opposing viewpoints. Number three, how does the passage acknowledge the contrasting beliefs held by the city dwellers and those from the outskirts? How does the passage acknowledge the contrasting beliefs held by the city dwellers and those from the outskirts? Your answer could be, the passage acknowledges the dichotomy in perspectives by presenting the viewpoints of the monarchy supporters and advocates for democratic representation, illustrating the divergent ideologies prevalent within Lumina. Number four, how might the author respond to the impending conflict between the two factions? How might the author respond to the impending conflict between the two factions. Your answer might be, the author might explore avenues for dialogue, compromise, or mutual understanding between the conflicting factions, delving into the complexities of resolution in the face of entrenched beliefs. Number five. 
What might the differing beliefs of Alora and Elias symbolize in the broader context of the kingdom's struggle? What might the differing beliefs of Alara and Elia symbolize in the broader context of the kingdom's struggle? Your answer might be, the differing beliefs might symbolize the broader societal rift between tradition and progress, embodying the tension between stability and change within the kingdom of Lumina. How did you do? Did you get them all correct? Do you have an understanding of point of view? In this lesson, we discussed how to determine an author's point of view and their treatment of additional information or evidence. When considering an author's point of view, here's a summary highlighting five essential points to consider. Number one, an author's background and bias. Understanding the author's background, beliefs, and potential biases is crucial. Assess their expertise, affiliations, experiences, and any potential conflicts of interest that might influence their perspective. Number two, intent and purpose. Examine why the author wrote the piece. Determine whether the purpose is informative, persuasive, entertaining, or biased. Understand if the author aims to inform, persuade, provoke thought, or advance a particular agenda. Number three, use of language and tone. Analyze the language and tone employed by the author. Consider whether they use objective language or biased rhetoric. Assess if the tone is neutral, persuasive, emotional, or inflammatory, and how it affects the message being conveyed. Number four, the treatment of evidence. Evaluate how the author handles evidence. Look for the use of credible sources, accurate data, and logical reasoning to support their claims. Assess if the evidence is comprehensive or selectively used to fit a particular narrative. Number five, acknowledgement of counterarguments. Pay attention to how the author addresses conflicting viewpoints or contradictory evidence. Assess whether they acknowledge opposing perspectives, provide a fair analysis, or dismiss contrary evidence without adequate reasoning. We cannot reiterate enough the importance of critically analyzing text to understand the complexity of viewpoints presented. Thank you for joining us on this journey to understand how authors present their viewpoints and respond to conflicting evidence. Remember, the ability to decipher an author's perspective is crucial in comprehending diverse viewpoints in text. Thank you for joining us today, and we look forward to you joining us for our next podcast episode. This concludes the lesson. Please make a note of the time, complete your log sheet, and turn your log in to your instructor at the end of the week. Then complete the follow-up activities assigned by your instructor or in your course module. This podcast has been a production of Lanier Technical College Adult Education.